0: And off and running. Welcome into the podcast. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. The podcast live on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Welcome in, everybody. Presented by Mississippi Land Bank. Visit them online, mslandbank.com. Anything land-related in North Mississippi. Buying land, selling it, searching for it, asking about it. Farmland. Little, big, Uh, recreational property, hunting, fishing, building that dream home. That's where you want to go. Trust me on that. The kind of folks that you want to see, that you want to do business with, trust me. The first stop is at MSLandBank.com. The next thing you'll want to do is call them. So find the branch office nearest you if you don't know where it is already. And then uh, talk to them or email. Type it up and email the right person. All the information is right there. Hey to everybody on Facebook, on Twitter and Paris. Uh, duh, duh. Easy for me to say. <laughs> uh, screen capture that. Hello. Let's see. Who do we have? 42 M last 72 Good evening to you. What a name. Moose. Hello to you. Lots of hearts. Coming in as people join. Uh, as you can imagine, there will be more comments than I can probably get to shake a stick at. We'll do as many as we can. Again, a reminder, this special episode of the podcast, Ongoing Coaching Search Edition, presented by Mississippi Land Bank. Check them out online, mslandbank.com. Hello, Ma and Law, Debbie, Terry, Dustin. Good evening to y'all. Hey, Tim. Asking about Joe Judge. We're going to talk about Joe Judge in just a sec, if you don't know who that is. Um, Hello, Annabeth. Jason, Barry, Corey. What's up, Corey? Matt is in Hotlanta. Not too hot over there, but we call it Hotlanta just for fun. Reed, Steve, John, um, Jew, Kenny, David, Michael, Doug, Hey to everybody, more than I can say hey to. Look at everybody popping in there. Uh, So here's what I thought I would do. I'll try my best to keep up with your comments and get some questions in. Uh, Let's see. Look at all the stuff on uh, Twitter as well. Hey to everybody. From the OC, what's up? Uh, NWO for Life Brothers says, is this a year for your Chiefs? The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> How's that for a prediction? Do I sound confident? Like I know what the heck I'm talking about? Let me get a cough drop here so that you all won't have to hear me suffer too bad. I don't feel bad at all. Um, I just, whatever for whatever reason, have been hoarse for a while. All right. So welcome to the show. Say it with me. Land Bank. I'll tell you, too, if you'll stay to the end, and if you're wondering, okay, hey, I'm watching live, but I can't catch all of it, I want to go back and listen. This is going to be posted on the podcast. If you don't know where that channel is, I'm going to give you all that information at the end. So please do me a favor and stick around. Adam says, Matt, can you still throw a football? Absolutely. I can't run. I can barely move. I can't lift. I can't touch my toes. I'd have to take a shotgun snap, but this right arm still works. It's like riding a bike. Somebody's a 49ers fan. Sorry, it's not your year. <laughs> let's see. Scotty Hawkins 38 says, land what? Land Bank. Land Bank, mslandbank.com. All right, let's jump in. John Cohen has his hands full. Look at there. Even Mississippi Land Bank themselves on Twitter just yelled at me and said, Land Bank! (laughs) See, you like my mic technique? I get away from the mic when I scream that instead of right into the mic. So uh, Coach Cohen, I still call him Coach, on the road and um, interviewing and meeting and talking and working through this and in terms of a time frame, don't know. The quote that I put up on uh, Facebook and Twitter, and by the way, please do me a favor. If you're on Twitter here and you haven't yet clicked like on my Facebook page, like and follow, please do that. Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt and everybody who's here. If you haven't already, please do me a favor and also follow me. Does it follow Follow me on Instagram. It's just Radio Wyatt, the same as Twitter. Um, Getting closer, well, over 4,000 now on the Instagram. I'm newer to it than the other platforms. Trying to push it and get it up there around 10,000. So obviously a ways to go. And even half the people who follow me on uh, Twitter would follow me on Instagram, too. We get there pretty quick. So I'm just begging you, please follow me there. Because we're going to do some really fun stuff with the Instagram stories throughout the year okay let's get into the subject I know that's what you're here for um, <clears throat> so let's get in the coaching search what we're going to do right now on this podcast is take a look at just on the surface candidates now like I put out with John Cohen's quote I put it on Facebook and Twitter and everything from the press conference where he said He said, I ask that you take what you hear with a grain of salt unless it comes from me. He really means that. Here's what that means. Let's start off with this. Understand this. There are legitimate candidates for this coaching job whom you and I have no idea who they are. I feel certain There is somebody that this guy is going to interview for the job whose name is not on my list or your list and hasn't been reported and is on nobody's lists. It's the way it was the first time. It's the way most of these searches go. So let's keep that in mind. There is probably also a good chance that there is a name on my list and your list and in some report that is actually not a part of the search. That's the way these things go. So what I'm going to do here is go through with you some candidates, some names, their background, what we need to know that I think, just based on what I've heard, are either coaches who have gotten an interview or getting one, interview just kind of preliminary talking. So I'm not just throwing names out there. These are some names I've heard. Okay, That's all it is. So, here we go. Let's see who's up first. Steve Sarkeesian. What do we need to know about Steve Sarkeesian? You obviously know the name. Here are the uh, high points. He obviously, let's see, so he's, what, 45 years old? He obviously, Sarkeesian played at BYU. That was his playing career. Coaching career began around 2000. So he's in the coaching world for 20 years now. A lot of it well documented. He was obviously the quarterback's coach on those um, um, Pete Carroll teams, 01, 03, at USC, on the Raiders staff, back to USC, QB's coach, assistant head coach at USC. Then he got the Washington job, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, around in there. He was the Washington head coach. That's his lone head coaching position prior to getting the USC job where it ended because of a drinking problem, an alcohol problem. Um, You know, the reporting is that he's recovered and obviously has been with now the Falcons. And uh, he's been with Alabama twice with the Falcons in between, which all of that's well documented too. Um, If you look at head coaching record for Steve Sarkeesian, again, 45 years old, um, his best season at well, Actually, he had four straight years at Washington 10, 11, 12 and 13, where they won seven games every year. So his first year at Washington, they're five and seven. His second year, he gets them to a bowl. They go seven and six with a bowl win. and then seven and six, seven and six. And um, 2013, they win eight games with a bowl win. But I think his last year, he actually resigned at Washington before the bowl game. So, his last year, the team actually won eight games. His first year as the head coach at USC was in 2014. They went nine and four. And then, of course, the falling out in 2015, they were off to a three and two start. And then he resigned because of the, the um, personal issue. Uh, so, that's him. And at least, let's see, we know he's been with Alabama um, offensive coordinator this year at Alabama two years with the Falcons 17 and 18 as offensive coordinator was on the Alabama staff one year before that and so that's uh, Steve Sarkeesian now obviously people are going to have comments and opinions on that real quick before we move to the next guy this is going to take a a little while to go through it like this uh but I want to do um due diligence to some of the comments I hope you understand that I I, I will do my best but probably not see every one of them so let's see. Uh, if we look at y- y'all on Twitter, Periscope, um, Maddie Light12. This is ironic that he <laughs> types uh, before his drinking issue, he was one of the more sought after young coordinators. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I for MSU wants to know what am I sipping? He said, Is that coffee? No, it's water. It's just water. So there you go. Uh, Let's see, Facebook, anything here on uh, Sarkeesian? Okay, moving on. Next guy, Joe Judge. This is a name that was already brought up by some of y'all and um, is a name that is circulating around as a possible candidate for the head coaching job. Here's what you need to know about Joe. Uh, Played at Mississippi State, obviously. He's from Pennsylvania uh, originally, played at State, and then as a coach, became a graduate assistant at State, 05, 06, 07. He was a linebackers coach then at Birmingham Southern in 2008. Then he went to Alabama, coach for Nick Saban, 2009, 10, and 11. He was a special teams assistant at Alabama. Then to the New England Patriots, special teams assistant, In 2012, 13, 14, moved up to special teams coordinator for the Patriots in 2015. That's 15, 16, 17, 18. And then this year with the Patriots special teams coordinator and wide receivers coach. So he's hanging out with Tom Brady and those guys. He's got three Super Bowl rings and two national championship rings with Alabama, uh, 09 and 11. So he's been around winners. He's hung around winners. He's got to be a sharp guy if they're letting him coach, okay, on those staffs. And I say letting him coach, he's done a good job. Now, I got to know Joe a little bit when he was playing, knew him, you know, met him, got to know him a little bit, meet him when he was on the staff at State. I even played uh, on a uh, golf scramble team with Joe. I think it was for a Fellowship of Christian Athletes tournament at. Columbus Country Club, if I'm remembering this correctly, one year. And I think it was when he was a grad assistant at State. So around 06, 07. Just super nice guy, humble. And, you know, you're just so happy to see him doing well. But that's probably the last time I, you know, have seen him or talked to him. Needless to say, though, if he were to get the job, he'd roll right in there and feel at home. And everybody would feel at home with him. And I think, too, the question is okay, so never been a head coach anywhere and then putting the staff together and recruiting after spending all this time in the NFL again it's um, you know it's probably high reward high risk joe uh, judge but there's no question he's a kind he of, has a kind of character and and has been around winners uh, it would just be a matter of you know you take a chance on giving a guy an opportunity to to run your entire program for the first time which is kind of what you just did with Joe Moorhead. All right, next up, Gene Chizik. Hey, before I move on to, let me pull back up the uh, Facebook comments to see if I've got anything here I need to get to, and the same thing here on um, Twitter. So uh, Joe Judge, exclamation point. Yeah, I for MSU, I see you, Jason. I, I knew that's who it was. I just read your uh, Twitter name, so I appreciate your comment there as well. Um, Shelton says, I like Joe more than anyone. Maddie Light says, Cohen specifically stated that he wanted someone with head coaching experience, though, and that is an excellent point. He did say that. Uh, he said, Joe is definitely gaining traction. Um, need a Bulldog to coach Bulldogs. Derek says, no. And then want to know my thoughts on Judge. Again, there's no question he's got the chops um, and is going to be big time <laughs> at some point. It's just a matter of when. And they're really the only question is, I mean – I place a lot of weight on someone having run an entire football program before. We're going to get to that more. On Facebook, before I even get to some of the um uh before I even get to some of the stuff on um Joe Judge, somebody says no on Chiswick. <laughs> Already is it no on Chiswick. John says, CBS says Cohen in Boston this weekend interviewing Judge. Still have hopes for Napier. Yeah, you know, I mean, Napier shut it down. Billy Napier came right out and said, I'm not a candidate for that. That was today in an interview at their bowl game. So that's that on that. You know, if it pops back up, y'all let me know. But I'm moving on from that one. He's just not interested in the job. That's the way it looks like it uh, to me. So, Michael, there's your answer to your question on Facebook. He says, do you believe Napier is still a candidate? You, You do. I don't until I hear otherwise. Guy comes out and says, I'm not a candidate for that job. I'm moving on. All right, so um, here we go. Back to the information. Here's what we know about Gene Chiswick. Of course, you know, you don't need the full bio. A lot of it you already know. Um, <clears throat> 58, been out of coaching for a couple of years. Before that, he was at North Carolina. So let's backtrack in terms of where you became aware of him. In the late 90s, he was a defensive coordinator at UCF. And then early two thousands, defensive coordinator at Auburn, oh five oh six, he's on that Texas team. Vince Young, co defensive coordinator, all that. Then he gets the head coaching job at Iowa State in oh seven oh eight. Then he gets the Auburn head coaching job. Three good years with a great one in the middle because you had Cam Newton. They win a national championship fourteen and zero. But his last year at Auburn, a couple of years after the national title, they win three games. He gets fired at Auburn and then uh, popped back up in 2015 and 16 as a defensive coordinator at North Carolina under Larry Fedora and then in the 17 18 and this season these 3 years he's been on television on the SEC network his head coaching record overall is an even 538 and 38 that's according to wikipedia the 2 years he was a head coach at Iowa state they went 3 and 9 2 and 10 he got the auburn job and went 8 and 5 his first year 14-0 national title, second year, and then 8-5 and five his third year, and then 3-9 and nine the last year at Auburn and got fired. That's Gene Chizik. Obviously, I think one feather in his cap is uh, wants to get back into it, has run a program, has done it in the SEC, has recruited in the SEC, and when somebody's been out, you learn from mistakes, and you may be getting the best version of Gene Chizik, whoever – You know, brings him back onto the sideline. Uh, But certainly question marks there. Didn't have a great record except for the one year when you had Superman playing quarterback for you. So that's Gene Chizik. Um, Let me bring it back up. Some of your comments, I'm sure there are some here. I'll try to look here on Twitter as well. So uh, real quick before we move to the next one. Um, Jay Miller says, Chizik's teams outside of the Cam Newton season were terrible. I honestly have no idea why his name is even in the search. Um, Somebody else said he was not very good at at Iowa State. Somebody asking about freeze just doesn't seem like it's the right fit uh, for either side. And um, that's it. MS Law Dog says take out the national championship year. His record is not that good. Uh, Brian on Facebook says please no Chiswick. And most of the reaction to Gene, uh, at least in terms of social media fans, has been pretty negative, actually. Patrick on Facebook says the only upside to him is the SEC Network would actually make time for us then. <laughs> um, silver lining, huh? All right, so merit Dog on Twitter, you're asking about the next coach on the list, Troy Calhoun, Air Force. What do we know about Troy Calhoun? Let's look here real quick. All right, Troy Calhoun, it's all according to Wikipedia. Troy Calhoun at Air Force, 53 years old. He's from Oregon originally. He played quarterback at Air Force in the 80s. All right. Began his coaching career as a GA at Air Force uh, and then became a recruiting coordinator at Air Force. He coached quarterbacks at Ohio for several years in the late 90s, moved on to Wake Forest for three seasons, no, two seasons in the early 2000s. Then he went to the NFL. Okay, so Calhoun in 03, 04, and 05 was an assistant for the Denver Broncos. In 2006, he was the offensive coordinator, quarterback's coach for the Houston Texans. And then in 2007, got the head coaching job at his alma mater, Air Force, been there ever since. And they've been, he's been good. You know, you're playing in the Mountain West, but he's been good at Air Force. Okay, so what is he now? 13 seasons in. Now... Here's the thing. Jason on Twitter says those two triple option coaches could work miracles. Here's the thing about it. Yeah, they've run maybe that similar system, which he ran at Air Force, kind of identified as that. But he's also a guy who was an offensive coordinator in the NFL for an NFL team. It's not like he doesn't know how to run a pro style, how to get in a shotgun, how to throw it around. I mean, they didn't come anywhere near running a triple option the year he was with the Texans, nor when he was an assistant for the Broncos. So – you know, I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily an apples for apples thing, an offensive system. But this is what I do know. Look at the teams that he's coached at Air Force, and and prior to this, I didn't know really anything about Troy Calhoun, and I have not seen an Air Force game in years. I haven't watched them. That's just the honest truth. But I'm just looking at the record here. So this year, 2019, they went 11 and two at Air Force. Now prior to that, they had a couple of five win seasons. But when you look at the overall, his first year at Air Force, they went nine and four. Then eight and five, eight and five, nine and four. There are two 10 win seasons in there with an eight win in between where they won the Mountain West Conference on an eight win season. So if we look at this all together 13 years, 12 years, 13 seasons for Troy Calhoun, look at this. He's had one 11 win season. That was this year. He's had two 10-win seasons. He's had two nine-win seasons. And he's had three eight-win seasons, and one of those is when he won the conference. They've just won. Um, so here's what we know. like we, the, the question mark is offensive system. What kind of offense this guy can run if you were to hire him? I think what's not in question is he's a winner And he knows how to get a team ready to play week after week, year after year. And so then it's a cultural fit and all that kind of stuff which you'd have to figure out. That's Troy Calhoun. So what are your comments about him? Uh, Let's look at um, Facebook. Now we're going to get to Munkin in a minute. Patrick, you're asking me about him. Houston uh, says Air Force has a great offensive line. Um, Melissa said concern with Calhoun with regards to recruiting capabilities. And there's no question recruiting in the SEC and against the SEC is much different than recruiting to one of the military academies. There's no question. It is two entirely different universes. Okay. So that is a fact. Matt says Calhoun is the Mullen of the West. Next. (laughs) Um, Merritt. On Twitter says, Calhoun also a disciplinarian. Uh, Jay says, winning in the SEC West won't be nearly as easy. And that's an uh, quite the obvious statement about that. Wolverton says, why is nobody talking about Bill Clark? I agree. Bill Clark elevates everywhere he's ever been. He's never failed anywhere he's ever been. But I, to this point, unless somebody were to tell me otherwise, to this point, I don't think he's a candidate. I have not heard him as a legitimate candidate for uh, this job. All right, on to the next one. Jeff Munkin was brought up. He is the uh, head coach at Army. He's the brother of Todd Munkin, who was the Southern Miss head coach and then went to the NFL. I don't know why I have such a hard time pronouncing Munkin. (laughs) I don't know, because I see it in my head as M-O-N-K-E-N. And I want to say Munkin... But that didn't roll off the tongue, so you say Munkin, which is like monkey. (laughs) So I don't know why. I can't pronounce the guy's name and feel good about it. But let me tell you a little bit about Jeff Munkin, okay? He um, he played – where did he play? I don't know where he played. Anyway, he began his coaching career in the late 80s at Hawaii. uh, Then he went to Arizona State, went to Buffalo, he was in high school for a little while and jumped to Georgia Southern as the running backs coach in 97. Then he went to Navy, okay, coach running backs and special teams at Navy for a bunch of years, mid-2000s. Went to Georgia Tech. Is all this? This is your triple option guy. 08-09, he's at Georgia Tech. State played against the team he was coaching under Bobby Johnson. Right? Is that the right name, Bobby Johnson? Paul Johnson at Georgia Tech in 09 he gets the Georgia Southern head coaching job in 2010 was there for um four seasons and then in 2014 got the army job he's been there ever since at Georgia Southern as a head coach ten and five eleven and three ten and four and then seven and four his last year at Army four and eight two and ten eight and five ten and three eleven and two five and eight and there you go So they were were a five-win team this year at Army. So that's a little bit about um, Jeff Munkin. Uh, Jim says he heard that Clark had a big buyout rumor. If that's the case, I'm not aware of it. Uh, I can't confirm or deny. I just don't know. Uh, Let me check out Facebook here real quick. Any comments, questions, opinions? Otherwise, Brian says, we always said Monk. For a cuss word growing up. Oh, really? <laughs> why would that be a cuss word? Huh? Was it just in replace of other curse words? Is that what that was? <laughs> um, Funny. Okay, real quick before I go to the next coach, somebody, uh, Shelton on Twitter says, why is nobody talking about Mike Leach? Well, look, here's what we know. Mike Leach is entertaining, Every press conference would be fun. SEC media days would be fun. There'd be a little bit of a sideshow, for sure. I mean, he's such an interesting guy. And you know that the expectation coming in is that you'd be able to throw the ball, right? Because that's what he's always done. Those types of offenses, maybe that would be fun. The problem is that kind of stuff has worked in other leagues. It has never worked in the SEC long term. That's kind of the problem on that. So... You know, again, it kind of comes back to fit. Who was it here that brought this up? Merritt brought up Clawson. Listen, Dave Clawson at Wake Forest. I didn't have him in this list here because it was just a thought in my head. But as soon as you see him pop up in a report somewhere or get some information, guy's a winner. Did a great job at Bowling Green. Goes to Wake Forest, an incredibly small school in a big conference and a hard place to win and has had success there and had really good physical teams put together well. They're ready every week. Dave Clausen's a really good football coach, no question. I, I look at him as a guy who has done more with less everywhere. Bowling Green, more with less. Wake Forest, done more with less. Had him in bowl games. So there you go. Don't have him on here. Wish I did. All right, next one. Todd Grantham, familiar name, eh? Todd Grantham. You're going to want to stick around. Listen, there's one more after this. You're going to want to stick around. Hang with me. So Todd Grantham, defensive coordinator at Mississippi State for one year. He's been with Dan Mullen, 17, and then 18, 19 at Florida. Prior to that, he's just been everywhere. His son is on the baseball team at State. He and his family uh, enjoyed it in Starkville. Todd, old school, tough mean, fast, physical style, fast, fun practices. I made the comment earlier this week, and and I didn't say it, but I was kind of thinking that somebody brought him up in the, the context of being a defensive coordinator, and I thought, well, look, if there's a way to get him back, you get him back. That is a no-brainer. I wasn't necessarily looking at it from the perspective of a head coach. If you give him a shot as a head coach, it'll be the first time anyone gave him a shot as a head coach. He's always been an assistant. But he has been a coordinator at the big-time level at a lot of different places for a lot of years, okay? Um, So for Todd, played at Virginia Tech, a lineman. Then he coached at his alma mater, Virginia Tech, defensive ends, inside linebackers, defensive tackles, D-line, goes to Michigan State, mid-late 90s. Uh, Then he goes to the NFL, okay? So turn of the century. 99-2000-2001, 99-2000-2001, defensive line coach for the Colts, then defensive line coach for, uh, for the Texans, defensive coordinator for the Browns for three years, defensive line coach for two years for the Cowboys, and then jump back into college football. We know him as a defensive coordinator, assistant head coach, 2010-11, 12-13 at Georgia. Um, Same thing, Louisville in 14-15-16, defensive coordinator, assistant head coach. Then... Defensive coordinator, assistant head coach at Mississippi State, 2017, and in the last two years at Florida. Grantham can coach. No doubt. Can he recruit? I don't know, but I know that he you know, can put a staff together who could recruit. So, you know, the risk there is giving somebody their first shot to be a head coach, but in, you're not going to find anybody on the list who could potentially be a first-time head coach who has more experience as a coordinator – and assistant head coach, and in the SEC. So all that's there with Todd Grantham. And before we go to the last one, let me check your comments here real quick. Barry said, Grantham with an exclamation point on Facebook. And so we know what that means. John says, Grantham can coach the Sox off. Snook said, Orzeron is a defensive-minded coach, and look at what he's done. Hire Grantham and let him hire an offensive coordinator. A lot of people feel that way. Uh, Atanya on Twitter, Todd Grantham or Joe Judge. I like either one. Jackson says, Grantham already jumped ship once. I don't like the idea of asking him back. Ed says, Grantham recruiting philosophy. Would he be aggressive? Well, he better be. Anybody better be. They won't be doing it very long. Uh, Jay says, I don't like the experiments approach. I want a sitting head coach. And then Brandon wanted to know if Grantham was considered... When Dan left, and I think that he was considered, just obviously didn't get the job. Uh, Caleb on Facebook says, I'd prefer someone else as head coach, but I wouldn't be upset if we got him. I'd much rather him be brought in and paid well to be our defensive coordinator, though. Patrick says, uh, head coach has to be the face of your program. He's not camera-media-friendly. Don't need him to call defense. Austin said the great thing about Todd, he would bring in a true offensive coordinator, not be committed to a certain offense. The right mindset, can he put the managers beneath him to be successful? So right, you know, like delegating in different ways. And a guy that's been around that long, is certainly going to know a lot of people. And look, he has had some instances where, you know, he gets really fired up. Not it could be either temper or just emotions kind of overflow. And as a head coach, you got to dial all that stuff back, and it's just the way that is. Uh, it goes without saying. All right. So now last one that I have here to preview with you. And like I said, to begin with here on the podcast presented by say it with me, Mississippi land bank, visit Mslandbank.com. guarantee you, there are people who are legitimate candidates for this. This is an open search. Nobody's nailed down. Guarantee you. There are people who are considered candidates for this, who we're not talking about who nobody's talking about. And I guarantee you there's people we're talking about who really aren't legitimate candidates. <laughs> So those of us who can make a phone call and try to find a little information, just doing the best we can. So this is the last one. I think this is a legitimate candidate, and I saved him for last. Luke Fickle, head coach, Cincinnati. What about Luke Fickle, head coach, Cincinnati? Excuse me, let's take a look. Played at Ohio State, was a defensive lineman, nose guard, and then played for the Saints, I guess for one year in the NFL. And then uh, began his coaching career at his alma mater, Ohio State, as a GA in 1999, 20 years ago. Then he went to Akron as a defensive line coach, then back to Ohio State. 02, 03, special teams coach, 04, linebackers, 05 through 2010, six years as the uh, defensive coordinator, linebackers coach. And then 2011, we remember that Fickle was the interim head coach at Ohio State in 2011. Then they hired Urban Meyer, and he was Urban Meyer's defensive coordinator for five years. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Coach for Urban Meyer. Then he got the head coaching job at Cincinnati in 2017. This was his third year as the head coach at Cincinnati. So what about it? Well, in the turmoil, you know, Trestle fired with the NCAA stuff, and he's the interim that one year at Ohio State. They went 6-7. and Played in the Gator Bowl, lost it. Interim coach got him to a bowl game. As a head coach at Cincinnati, First year, four and eight, took it over, went four and eight. His second year, they went 11 and two, six and two in their conference, and won their bowl game. And this year, they went 11 and three, seven and one in their conference, and won their bowl game. Two bowl games won them, and back to back 11 win seasons at Cincinnati, playing in the AAC. So that's Luke Fickle. I um, think I think the I think the, uh, the coaching chops are there for him, and and uh, a guy who has always coached on the defensive side of the ball, played on it, spent five years on a staff with Urban Meyer, and now as a head coach has had back to back eleven win seasons in a competitive conference in Division One. So, uh, to me, that's a pretty attractive candidate and a pretty attractive list. So. There you go. That's some of the names. Now, again, this is not me getting on here with you going, here are the five candidates that I know are up for the job and boom, boom. That's not what we're doing. These are names that I feel like are legit, that their names are in the hat and in the mix for a reason. There's a reason you've heard them. And so I thought we'd just take a look at them and uh, maybe chop it up just a little bit. huh? And that guy's got to figure out who it is. That guy's got to figure out who it is. Okay, so uh, one more time here on a podcast presented by Mississippi Land Bank. Let me scroll through some of the comments here that I might have missed as I was talking about Coach Fickle, and we'll come back to some of those. All right, Facebook first. Brian says, heck yeah on Luke. John says, let's go Luke. Justin says, Luke Fickle would be great. Winner, tough. Timothy would be a great hire. Hunter, Fickle is the man, would love that. Had no idea he was interested. Neil, he's a great coach. Matt, who? <laughs> Angela says, I'm not sure he said he is. Sharon said, hadn't heard Fickle was even interested. Hmm. John said, we could do way worse than Fickle. Stacy said, when do you expect a hire to be made? I expect a hire to be made. Um, I, Like I said, I expect it sometime within the next seven days. Hopefully sooner, but... This is not something where Cohen is going to feel like he has to make a decision quickly to make one. This is one where I'm very confident that Cohen is going to feel like I'll take whatever time I need to get this thing right. He knows it's that important. Hey, Brian. Brian Hazelwood, everybody, on the Facebook live stream. Your former kicker at Mississippi State hit the game winner against Arkansas in 98. Send us to the title game. Matt says, no Southern ties. See, there's always a question mark, right? <laughs> there's always a question mark. Sharon wanted to know how old is Luke Fickle, so he's going to be 46 years old. Born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. 46 years old. Um, Sheila said, stop that insanity. Bill said, all rise, judge. (laughs) John said, Fickle would be an awesome ad with the right team around and better than Napier and judge at this point. Um, John says, has Luke interviewed? Don't know. And Brenda says, hail no. I, I get the connotation there. You're not for it, huh? Not for it. See, everybody's got an opinion. Wayne says, Cohen has to get this right. This is on Twitter. A few of your comments. Uh, Ronnie says Fickle was one of my picks, and also like Judge very much. Jesse complimenting Brian Hazelwood, best uh, best kicker ever. She says, "You know, Brian was the original number fifteen at state before Dak had it." Yeah. <clears throat> Brandon says, "Think he's with his old AD from North Dakota State." Yeah, I, that may be a part of a conversation going on on here. Let's see. Um, okay. Uh, Junebug says, "What about the head coach at Kansas State? A proven winner seems old school. Kleiman, is—is that his name? It's just that it's his first year at Kansas State. They had some success there, and it doesn't—you don't see him as a guy who's going to take that job and then bounce way across to another part of the country where he's never lived or anything before after one year at Kansas State. So I don't see that as a likelihood, you know. I, and and two for a guy like him in that part of the country." Climate. You don't take the Kansas State job to replace the legendary Bill Snyder, go in there and replace him, and then bounce for a job after one year. So that's just my thoughts on that. Steven says, sorry I'm late. Is Napier really out, or is this a cover to get his game behind him on Monday? It could be. We don't know. Uh, I was told earlier this week from someone who would absolutely know this that he's a little bit of an old-school guy. Napier is at Louisiana, and that – for instance, the example that was given me is when, like, the Ole Miss and Arkansas jobs first came open, they were contacted and said, Hey, we might like to interview you. And he let all the schools know, I'm not talking to anybody until after the Sun Belt Championship game because that's what's most important. I don't want any distractions. So maybe it is. I'm going to wait till after the bowl. But look, I just think you have to take him at his word. I mean, the guy says publicly, I'm not a candidate for that job. And I'm just not appreciate the interest. Then I'm taking him at his word. I'm moving on. That's why I'm not talking about him here. So we'll see if it pops back up. We'll have another conversation on the next podcast presented by Mississippi Lambang and Glenn. You're right. Don Smith was the original number fifteen. Sorry, Brian. Uh, Jace asked about Les Miles, who who is at Kansas. I think that's a no go, but. You know, we'll see. Merritt says Calhoun or Fickle, both better options than Napier, but the dog in me still intrigued by Judge. How can you not be? Guy's got three Super Bowl rings and two national championship rings in college. How can you not be intrigued? You're you're no slouch if you're ha- allowed to hang around with Nick Saban on the co- in the coaching huddle. You're no slouch if you're in the same meetings every day for year after, year after year after year after year with Bill Belichick. If you're coaching receivers this year for the Patriots and chopping it up with Tom Brady every day at practice. So how could you not be? And then uh, Shelton says, Matt, give us who you would hire if you were in Cohen's shoes. Uh, i just hire Urban Meyer. What do you want, Urban? $12 million a year? $15 million a year? I mean, we'll, we'll write you an IOU. You see why I'm not the AD? Uh, Dog says on Twitter, I want a coach that is only a head coach. No double duty. Can we do that? I don't know what you really mean by that. Oh, I see what you mean. Like you want a CEO head coach not calling plays. Um, That might actually be a good place to kind of jump off here. Um. There, there's times when, and I've seen it a lot, and I think we saw it some with Mullen. I think we saw it some with Joe Moorhead. I think you see this a lot, and I'm using offensive coach examples, where a head coach who's calling the plays can have some game management issues, time management, clock management issues because you're calling plays. You got your head down. As a play caller, what are you? Aggressive. You have to be. You're you're trained to be. You want to be. You naturally are. That's why you become a play caller. And so you got your head down. You're calling plays. I want to do this. This they're doing this type of defense. This corners on the field. We can do this matchup and get over their heads and throw a bomb and on. And your and your your head's buried in the play sheet and that type of thinking. And you're not necessarily getting the overall picture of where's the clock. They're getting the ball to start the third quarter. We got to slow down and waste time right here because we don't want to give it back to them. Whereas if you have an offensive coordinator play caller, who's they're doing that, but as a head coach, I'm looking at the overall situation, and I get on the headset and say, hey, boys, slow it down. We're wasting time right here. I don't want them getting the ball back. Got me? Okay. So, yes, advantages, disadvantages. But I think if you can have the – look at Nick Saban. He's got coordinators. He's telling them what to do half the time, but that's because he can. And then other times he can step back and they call three or four plays in a row and he's just thinking about the next 10 minutes. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? How are we going to use our timeouts? You know, some of that kind of stuff. So I agree with you. That's something that you definitely can and maybe should consider. All right, folks, listen, I really appreciate you. um, A good 45-minute podcast. I learned through the poll, and thanks for all your comments um, and participating in the poll on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram because all the feedback, when you add it all up, thousands of responses says that you want a podcast length generally around 45 minutes because generally you're not listening much past then. A lot of times you're in that 30-minute range, but if you want more, you got it. So 45 minutes about what we're trying to nail right there and appreciate all the feedback. I will reiterate that right now. Listen, if you're watching on Twitter Periscope and you haven't, please do me a favor and like, and follow my Facebook page, facebook.com slash radio Wyatt, different stuff there than what you're getting on Twitter every day. And also please everyone, please follow me on Instagram. It's just Radio Wyatt on Instagram. Different and new stuff there that you aren't getting on Facebook and Twitter, including some stuff, some fun stuff we're going to do throughout the year during baseball season, um, media days, other events, the baseball tournament and football season all throughout the year on the Instagram stories. So if you'd follow me, then you would get that, and I just really appreciate it so much. Thank you so much to Mississippi Land Bank for sponsoring this podcast. I promised you at the beginning, if you would stay to the end, I would tell you This audio podcast will be uploaded and posted and available for you. Special episode, ongoing coaching search. And the way you get that is to just go to anywhere you get a podcast, like iTunes, Stitcher, and search and subscribe to The Matt Wyatt Show. You'll see that microphone logo right there. It'll be a different color, but you'll see that. It'll say The Matt Wyatt Show. And that's where the radio show goes and any special episodes here that we do with Mississippi Land Bank. So please subscribe there and you can get it. All right? And I will see you next time. See you.